Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, listener. To whenever you're listening to ESPN Crick and Force Stump Mike, I'm Karthik, and from this week onwards on this podcast, we're going to be doing things a little differently. Each week, we're going to pick a topic, the trending topic in cricket that day or that week or that month, and deep dive into it with our panel of experts, in-house and external, that only ESPN Crick and Force can provide. So this week, we'll start off with the Future Tours program. From 2023 to 2027, a breaking news story that was broken by ESPN Crickinfo, and that will be ratified and published by the ICC in the coming days. So our expert panel today, first up, Osman Samiyudin from London, a searing hot London, and we've woken you up very early in the morning, Osman. It's it's very hot and it's very early. Both both are bad things for. For my day, generally, we're we're all from the subcontinent, yeah. So when 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 they say it's hot in London, do you also snigger a little bit? <laughs> I used to, but you know, it got mm. to 40 degrees the day before yesterday, and so oh, wow. like the place is not built for heat. So I'm not <laughs> sniggering anymore. People might snigger, but I certainly don't snigger anymore. It's it's pretty seriously hot. Yeah, it's it's so. This is what I, one of our colleagues on on the social media team, Paul Muchmo, he was telling us. He told us the same thing. Gaurav, Gaurav is our other panelist on this podcast. That he told me, Gaurav, that England is not built for heat. And I was like, what 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 does that mean? He's like, some many of the places don't have fans. And that was a concept that was alien to me. Like I was just like, whoa, don't have fans. This is not this is not Bangalore where you can survive without fans. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'm from Chennai, so for me, I think 40 degrees <laughs> it's like the norm. So, it's normal. Yeah, it's totally normal. So uh, yeah, no, I, I think they kind of overreact a bit every time this happens once in five no, years no, no, or something. No, no, no. no. There's no aircons. Fans are difficult to get. Fans get sold out, and fans don't help anyway. And you know, because all houses are like they have carpets in them, and they're built for the winter months. So to come mm. across 40 degrees, you're absolutely dying. But absolutely but still, uh, England ODI is still got sold out. Yeah, of course it's cricket. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and and speaking of the cricket, we're going to get a lot more cricket over the next four years. So this this is a story that was broken by ESPN Cricket Info. The cricket calendar, the international cricket calendar, from May two thousand twenty three to April two thousand twenty seven. The next cycle of the ICC Future Tours program. Now within that, we're going to have two cycles of the World Test Championship. There are a couple of ICC World Tournaments. Bilateral white ball cricket is there as well. But the real story, Osman, is is the space in between. Now, before we get into that, just tell us a little bit of you are one of the people, one of our journalists who broke the story. Tell us a little bit about the inner workings. How does this happen without without giving really too many secrets away? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try not to give anything away. But hmm. I mean, you know, I, I think all of us we have such a great team of correspondents, you know, across the world. We're very lucky to have you know people across the world. And and, and very early on, I, th- I think we had realized that this this FTP is going to be important because you know you, you you cover the ICC and you speak to people, you speak to people in different boards, you speak to people in the ICC, and and you we were getting a sense that okay, you know, something big is about to happen. Something big had already happened in the last FTP as well in in this in the discussions for that because we had followed that. And if you guys remember, not many people remember, but when the last discussions were happening for this calendar, so from 2017, mm-hmm. Jeff Allardyce, who was then Manager, general manager cricket at the ICC, and who's now uh, the CEO of the ICC, he sent a letter out to all the members saying, "Look, you know, you guys are putting together the schedule, which is fine, but many of you are like trying to fight for space for your leagues in this calendar, and I'm just telling you that something's something has to give, 
Now, mm-hmm. back in 2017, nothing gave. Like, you know, they still made a calendar and we got this crazy calendar that we have now. And so, you know, this was going to come to a head this time round. So, you know, we, we had a meeting with the correspondents. Basically, we said, you know, go out and try and see what we can get from your various sources. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we ended up with one. You know, I, I actually wasn't expecting it because the sense that I got was that administrators and the ICC were being very, very careful about the mm. FTP this time and, and not, you know, it not being leaked. But you know, ultimately, cricket administrators and the IC, not the ICC so much, but the cricket administrators are a fairly leaky kind of lot. And you will always <laughs> find somebody who will, who will pass you on some information. And, you know, our, our correspondence came good. Big shout out to Isam here, who's an absolute mm. legend. Um, you know, he, he got, he got some details and, uh, we, we put stuff together from, from, uh, you know, from the back of that. Just, Basically, just you know, it, it's it's very boring, I guess, to a lot of listeners. It's just basically kind of old school journalism. He he's gotten a few more matches for Bangladesh as well. It looks like in, in the FTP. <laughs> yeah, Isam has rubbed his rubbed his magic lamp and, and, yeah. and gotten some more matches for Bangladesh. Anyway, Osman, let, let's start with the serious serious stuff. Yeah, the, the 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 FTP really provides a lot of space for T20 leagues across the world, and let's start with the biggest one. There's going to be a two and a half month calendar for for the IPL. Is that is that is that where cricket is heading at this moment? Yeah, that and I, and I think more probably, you know, because I think you know, first of all, like the IPL is clearly like it, it's it's a great product. It is like you know something that a lot of people watch. It throws up some pretty good cricket throughout it, and I think it's shown a way. It's it's shown a way for T Twenty to kind of exist alongside you know the main kind of the main format that people kind of lust after, whatever test cricket. But like the two and a half month window, I. I suspect it's going to get bigger. Um, mm. And, you know, we, we say that it's always been there. It has, but it's getting bigger, you know. Uh, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I don't think it's been that long since it's become like an official window. I mean, I remember Nagraj did a story maybe a few years ago now, like three years ago maybe, in which we basically said that, okay, now the IPL is actually an official part of the global calendar. But what has happened is that it's expanded because there's more matches, more teams, more matches from next season. And, you know, so two and a half, from two months to two and a half. And now it's going to expand even more, I suspect, by the end of this cycle or by the start of the next cycle to probably three months. So, you know, a quarter of your year, uh, of your calendar year, because there's still only 12 months in a, in a year, is going to be taken up by the IPL. And I think that's just, it, it's it's going to lead to a, a lot more. We're kind of building to this point. We are at this point, but we are building beyond it now that, you know, people are going to start asking and wondering how they fit in all the international cricket mm. that, that they play. Uh, and maybe that that tipping point, I feel, it has come in this in this cycle. But I think, you know, th- there might be another tipping point where we actually see maybe formats just end finally uh, over the course of the cycle, and then the next one. Yeah. So from got from the last week of March to the first week of June has been earmarked as as a slot in for for the IPL. And I think I'm not wrong, but if by 2027 we could have 90 plus games in a season. Yeah, spot on. I think Osman was uh, perfect. It's 94 games is what is scheduled in the fourth uh, season or the fifth season of the IPL in this cycle. So, uh, yeah, and you want to keep expanding teams. And you know what these leagues are going to do? It's only going to identify more talent and uh, you're going to develop more, uh, you're going to get more players out of this. And thereby, natural expansion of the IPL uh, seems a logical way. And three months, yes, it could be more, it could go the. Uh, uh, a football way also, who knows? But that's maybe thinking slightly too long term. But 
for for starters, I think till twenty twenty seven, I think you would end up with a three month cycle, a two and a half to three month cycle is what you would. And it's I think the first time it was always mentioned. I think Osman alluded to that that it was always mentioned that the IPL have always asked for a separate window. It was not possible because the last FTP they kind of managed to uh, have some series scheduled that time, but. You know what? Even if series are scheduled, most of these players don't go for those two anyway. Mm. They still stay, stay back yeah. to the IPL. So I don't think much has changed. But now it's a clear-cut window, and you know that hey, uh, we're not going to schedule anything that time. So let's sit and let the players be fully available for the IPL. Yeah, I, I think this is the first time at the start of a cycle, at the start of a cycle, rather than during a cycle. I think it's the first time at the start of a cycle where pretty much every board, there's you know some objections from the PCB, which I'm sure we'll discuss, but at the start of a cycle, every board has pretty much said, okay, this window, there's no cricket. And, and it's remarkable in a way, if you think about it, because they're doing it for a domestic tournament. I, I mean, you know, it's a domestic international tournament, whatever, but it's essentially a domestic tournament for, for one of the yeah. members, you know? Which, it's a remarkable thing that they've said, okay, you know, this, this window in our calendar, two and a half months, and I think we counted, there's only a handful of series happening uh, even now, mm. but over the next four years, there's going to be a handful of series happening. Mostly, you know, Pakistan play a few series because they're not allowed in the IPL, which is, you know, still pretty abominable. But, uh, you know, I think there's there's maybe, I think there's even less than 10 series over the four years during an IPL window. I'd have to check again on the FTP. Uh, which is not final yet. We should actually make this clear yeah, yeah. Uh, at all points that, you know, it's not 100% final yet. One one administrator in Pakistan said it's about 80% final. So there will be a few changes, but I think most of it is in place now. So, Yeah, Gaurav, just before you come in, Osman, so just, just to clarify on that point, the ICC will hold their annual general body meeting in a few days and that's when it gets... Yes, uh, yeah. so the ICC AGM, you know, happens every year. That's on uh, Monday and Tuesday, the 25th and 26th of July and that's in Birmingham mm-hmm. uh, in England and I, that's where they're hoping to, you know, after that kind of publish the final, final version. But from what we know, the, the version that we kind of worked off and, and looked at was about, now it must be about 10, 12 days old. It's the last one that they kind of sent out to everyone. Um, and so, you know, we're pretty much there. I think there were a number of series that were red circled on, on mm-hmm. the calendar, which, you know, I, I think both the boards are working out how many games to finalize. So, you know, if there's like a three test series somewhere that might change to a two test series, or if there's five ODIs somewhere mm-hmm. that might change to, I don't know, like 18 T20s or something, <laughs> because who knows, you know, what, what happens <laughs> with ODIs and T20s bilaterally. So I, I think there's going to be a few changes, but I think the bulk of it, what we have is, is pretty, pretty much correct. Osman, I have a question, one for our listeners as well as for me to also kind of understand certain things is, what is ICC's role in this? It's Is it the board, uh, the local boards, which kind of international boards that decide all these things and ICC just have to accept? Where do they come in? Because I see that everything is decided by the uh, uh, international board. So what power, the, what what is that? that can ICC ever reject something? That, you know, that's a really solid question, by the way. So the ICC, essentially, their role is to like facilitate, you know, they say it themselves that our role is to get everyone together in a room and kind of guide them towards a, a, a solution. They know that this is a problem. You know, there's three formats, four formats, maybe five formats soon with, you know, if T10 becomes bigger, maybe there's five formats. soon. So there's, there's this many formats. There's this many days in the calendar. There's this many full members. We need to do this. So, you know, the ICC, I think, guides them towards and guys like Jeff uh, and now Wasim Khan, who's become the general manager mm-hmm. of operations there. You know, these guys become important characters in this. They don't ever, you know, the ICC 
is only the sum of its members' bodies, right? So it doesn't like they don't impose any kind of uh, restrictions or guidelines on them. They just kind of facilitate them. But you know, the interesting thing about uh, about this GSTATS is that this year, this time round, I've personally felt actually that the ICC has become kind of like the thirteenth full member in all this because because they have their ICC events, right? And ICC events. Uh, Karthik, I know you said at the start that there's a couple of ICC events in there, but there's actually like there's a lot. There's More, an ICC yeah, event yeah, pretty yeah. much every year. That's just a men's event, pretty much every mm. year throughout the cycle. And so, you know what the ICC have not I don't want to say slyly become, but they've gradually become almost another full member. Because and okay, you know, it's the members themselves who or most of the members who wanted an extra ICC tournament, but the ICC have fought to push push that into the calendar. And and the ICC events are the first things that go down in any calendar mm. scheduling they they place the icc schedules and then they say right you guys build around this so in some ways gaurav i think the icc is actually like a 13th full member now like pushing for its own events and making sure that they are in the calendar and then letting everyone else kind of facilitating for them to build around it a quick run through then let's do of the t20 calendar so we start the year jan there's the bpl the bbl south africa's newly launched t20 league is going to start next year as well then there's the uae t20 league we have the bpl going on till feb then the pakistan super league starts and then the pakistan super league goes on till march and then we have two and a half months for the ipl and then a break in july guys until the 100 and the lankan <laughs> premier league in august and it's then it's not a long break the- it's not a long break. Then we have the Caribbean Premier League in September, but then two months, Osman. How have they kept two months free? October, November, probably for the ICC events. Yeah, that 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 I, is. I think that or or at some point, at some point, you know, we make we make jokes about CSA not having been able to launch the league, but at some mm. point, the Lanka Premier League will launch because mm. just because that market is there, you know, right. at some point they will get their act together and that will launch. And hey, presto, you know, there's there's that window for the Lanka. <laughs> I think they've. They've played it once in December. They were pr- trying to play it in August this year. Uh, so anytime between that time, there's the Afghanistan Premier League. Don't forget that. They're trying to start that up. Mm, again. Mm. You know, all these places, they will fit in. There's the T10 then in, when is it? November? November, no. December? Also, I think with clashes coming through, uh, you know, they always have this window of South Africa or UAE can say, hey, okay, we'll keep it in October, November. UAE, it's a great place to play in October, November. So maybe the, you might see that happening next season you, because you have IPL teams in both. And I feel that there's always that buffer there. So for people to kind of uh, move around things. Look, look, we've spoken about the IPL and how international cricket will be brought to a halt for a certain period of time. But other boards have done it too. Now you have England, you have Australia. They have not done it to an extent that uh, the IPL has done it. But like for the 100 and for the Big Bash League, Gaurav, uh, they will try their best not to play international cricket, their own teams as such, so that maybe like their marquee players. Like I remember when the 100 launched, uh, I don't think Stokes and Root played barely a game or two in, in, mm. in the inaugural season. And now, now they're going to try and get them into their marquee franchise cricketing tournament so i have a slightly different opinion on this so uh, i think as long as the indian players don't play as a fan mm-hmm. for me uh, if the star value is not there i think all leagues are kind of equal to me uh, you know yes you may have uh, high profile owners and stuff but they are not the ones playing right i'm not going to watch a league uh, because yeah, uh, Ch- chennai or bombay or delhi or uh, whichever team is kind of they're the owners when you actually look at the spread Whoever pays more money, the players are going to go there. So it's as simple as that. And again, uh, with the kind of uh, 
an ICC tournament is there every year. High profile uh, Ashes looks like it's there. Obviously, it's there once every two years. And India are going to Australia, India are going to England. Uh, they are playing again every other year. So you do have a uh, high profile tournaments coming up. So these big players may just rest. Uh, from a pure workload point of view, even these leagues. So, like if Stark is bowling to Stephen Smith in a big bash, not like it's not going to like set the house on fire for me, right? Uh, it's maybe the odd match here and there. Then you move to South Africa, you see it, Ramana. It, it's, it's not, it's not, it doesn't, like I don't know when Stokes played that one game in the 100 or even when he made his comeback, say for Durham this this April in, in, in County. I, I was I was pretty keen on on I couldn't watch him here, but if, I was if keen that on happens every year, Karthik, for the next three years, I don't know every month if mm. the same thing happens. I don't know if that novelty factor is there. So uh, my view is that all T20 leagues are still going to be the same. I think what's important is uh, it's going to help the franchise more than what it helps a fan or the ecosystem of that particular country. Yes, it's definitely great, mm. but from a fan's perspective, from a neutral perspective, I think it's. Uh, it's going to get really, really crazy and overdose because you know there's no there's, there's no novelty factor there. It's just going to be uh, the same kind of guys going everywhere. You'll see more and more T20 freelancers yeah. coming through. Uh, Livingston will play a UAE league, then he'll jump on to the PSL, then he'll jump on to the IPL, and you know you know what you're going to what you're going to get, right? And for all you know, you'll have fatigue of T20 leagues, and then they'll have to start picking and choosing these leagues. So. Ultimately, it's going to help the franchise and ecosystem. But from a fan perspective, I'm very, very skeptical. Like, I'm not going to uh, switch on BBL and then again watch the same two players play uh, uh, in South Africa or again in uh, UAE. You know, I think it's leading actually, and this is a great point. And it's been talked about for so long. It's kind of the elephant in the room. You know, we're at this point now where international cricket and and like domestic T20 cricket are kind of clashing and domestic T20 cricket maybe is on the rise. I think it leads naturally to the to the conclusion that at some point, you're going to have to have a global league. You're going to have mm-hmm. to have some kind of Champions League equivalent. Where you have <laughs> Been there, done that, Osman. Been yeah. there, done that. <laughs> been there, done that, not as well as maybe hmm. it could have been done. You know, like, and, and, and I don't say that those problems won't be there. Like, you know, they were the last, hmm. the first time, but which if an IPL player is playing, does he play for the IPL team? Does he play for yeah. the Big Bash team? That problem will remain. And that problem will remain as long as international cricket remains a thing. Uh, I think, but there must be like surely people would have thought about this. G stats, you you know, you you worked with franchises before. You're in touch with guys. I'm sure people are putting some kind of serious thought into at some point putting together a league where the best teams from across the landscape, the best T20 teams, play against each other to find out one definitive thing. But this is also like an indictment of cricket administration. Actually, is that you know no boards I think have ever really look that far beyond their own kind of noses in in cricket, in terms of development, in terms of helping others to make money. Every board is, it's the very definition of cricket, right? That every board of the ICC, at least, every board goes in there with their own interests at, at stake first and foremost. They don't really care about the bigger picture. They don't really care about the, you know, the bigger game. Uh, they All they care about is getting their own matches, their own league started, their own everything. Like, you know, with, you were saying, Karthik, the question that started this about, like Australia and England, you can see why they wanted to create their own windows, you know, in which they have yeah. their own best players playing because it's, it's their tournaments. They're staking it on their own best players, right? But ultimately, what you're not looking at is the impact that that might have, the knock-on impact that that has on on the global calendar. Like to to a degree, the IPL also, you know, the the, the, the BCCI push for it and have it. And yes, it is probably the best T20 tournament out there. But what about the impact on you know the rest of the game? So. 
it, the Champions League is is a natural solution to this, but I just feel like you know the administrators' kind of self-interest will make it more and more difficult for for that ever to happen. If if we have to talk about specific boards, though, I, th- th- does what you just said apply to the PCB as well? Because we we know that they've they've written a letter now to the ICC mm. with with those same concerns like what is happening to international cricket with the proliferation of all these T Twenty leagues. Now we know that because the IPL wants a window written in 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 stone, who are Pakistan going to play? Even if even if even if they they they're free during that period of time, and we know that boards also get remunerated by the IPL based on the number of players, mm. and without Pakistan players in the IPL, that's not happening with the PCB. So. I, th- I think it's we should spend a bit of time on the PCB because their concerns probably are very different to to the big three and the others out there. Yeah, kind of. I mean, you know, it, it's a very very PCB thing to do to like you know, <laughs> sit through these schedulings and and be part of these discussions because you're you know you're crafting a international calendar and then suddenly at the end of it when everything is done to send a letter, like what is this letter <laughs> going to do? It's not going to do anything. It's like you know, it's a bit of it's a bit of showboating. To kind of show that we are still fighting against this, but it's not going to achieve anything. And you know, where where you achieve things is actually in the boardrooms. Like you were there, literally, you were there throughout these scheduling discussions. Have these discussions very seriously there, and it's also a bit disingenuous because you know, at, at the last scheduling discussions, they were among the boards who were angling most to kind of make sure that their window, uh, they had a home window clear for the PSL. They've mm-hmm. still been doing that. It's just that they've been joined by other boards like Australia and now England. So, you know, the, the PCB has its own product. It doesn't stop international cricket around the world, which is, I think, the point the PCB is making in this protest is that, you know, we're saying that you can have your own leagues, but the IPL stops cricket around the world for everyone. Uh, and, and that's the problem. Well, that is the problem if, if you, you know, if you want the primacy of international cricket, but you having a league also is part of a problem, right? Because the PCB has the PSL. It's not going to play cricket in the PSL. It's not going to play international cricket. So that's taken out. If they have the February-March window, that takes out like a peak cricket yeah. playing season for a lot of the world, you know? So Pakistan can't play uh, home matches then. They can't play South Africa. They can't play Australia. They can't play England because they're having the PSL. And it, it gets more complicated for them because, you know, they, they try to avoid the clash with Ramzan. Ramzan mm-hmm. is on the lunar calendar, so it moves back. So, you know, over the next few years, Ramzan is going to land slap bang in the middle of the PCB's home season. And because mm-hmm. of like, you know, mostly commercial reasons, because Ramzan is a big kind of ad spending time in, in Pakistan. And the PCB are worried that if we put the PSL on at that time, then we're going to lose out on that ad spend. Uh, because, you know, people are going to continue to spend in Ramzan on other brands and stuff. So they want to avoid that clash. In 2025, they have the Champions Trophy that they're hosting, which is, you know, great for Pakistan cricket. It's their mm. first ICC tournament since 96. But when are you going to, what are you going to do with the IPL? So, you know, the really interesting thing, because the window that year then means that you have to play the PSL probably in March and probably a clash with the IPL. Right. Just, that's one really important thing. There's a few guys I know in the PSL who've been involved with the PSL who argue that actually... PCB should not worry about playing the PSL directly against the IPL because you know they're not competing. They're not really competing because the, the best players in the world will always go to the IPL because there's more money there. But you will have clarity in that if you know the top players go, there's only a finite number of players that the IPL will take up. There'll be a lot of players left behind. Why don't you bring them into the PSL and play it at the same time as the IPL? And you know the broadcast mar- markets don't clash because you know India and Pakistan. The political situation means that the markets are completely different. 
There's no clash that way. Um, you are keeping your own domestic market happy in Pakistan and India is keeping you know their market happy. Why don't you go up head to head against each other anyway? Not actively as a competition, but in that window, why don't you get the PSL out? And, and there's, there's, there's a few people in the PSL who actively think this. Um, so, you know, long story short, the PCB, yes, the protest, very expected, but also, hello, you know, look at what you're doing with your own league. You're going to be moving I, it I'm not, I'm not sure, Osman, though, about the broadcast markets, though, because, okay, we're talking about two individual countries, but say in the United States of America, or even if you go to the Middle East. Well, you'll have both the, options there, right? You'll have both options yeah, there. Yeah. You, you'll have both options. And if those are the only two leagues on, you know, right now, anyway, the viewer has in India, in the Middle East, good point, And in the US, very good point because the expat market, but you know, the, 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 the viewer already has the options of watching any number of international mm. going on at the moment. If there's a window in which basically only two leagues are being played, then you have two options and you can pick and choose. So I, like, I don't think you will eat into, or you will eat that much into right, the other's right. market to really affect it that much. You know, I think you can still put on your product and and continue playing it uh, to fairly reasonable degrees of success. I don't, you know, you're not going to get the best players in the world anywhere as the PSL because they'll all go to the IPL, you know, because they're mm. paying more money. Instead, why don't you carve out your window right, right behind it and get the other players who are left in that tournament? You know, it, it's for the PCB at least, it, I, I think it's not like an unreasonable solution. I don't know. G stats, you 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 again you you have an opinion on this, I'm sure. Yeah, so when you just do the math, it's eight overseas players in uh, the IPL and 10 teams. So that's uh, around 80 top overseas players out. A lot of coaching staff members are part of both uh, uh, teams. So they're obviously going to pick the IPL. Nobody's going to pick the PSL. So PSL is always mm. going to be looked at as a tier two. The perception would be a tier two league. Uh, I know it's still that, but you know, when it's, uh, when it has its own window and stuff, you know, there's always a sense of, uh, you know, the perception is that, hey, okay, we are all by ourselves. A little bit of exclusivity. If, Exactly. If you have it during the IPL, you know, always you're going to have comparisons. You're going to see that you're going to see last minute replacements. Imagine but somebody what if playing they're clashing the now, If they have to move to January and they're clashing with the three or four leagues in that part of the year, then so, what? So that naturally becomes a money game, right? I think that's how it's going to head anyway. The teams which have IPL owners mm-hmm. are going to pay more money. The salary cap is going to be higher. They're going to woo these players because they know the players know specifically by playing South Africa and UAE. That's a natural entry to the IPL. Like IPL. take a youngster, mm. take an 18-year-old guy uh, who's spotted in South Africa. He's not going to say no to anything what CSK or MI say, right? Because he knows yeah. that his two or three really good performances in that league is going to get him an IPL game. Get him in there. So yeah. what's going to happen is this, these four or five uh, franchises are going to have players play throughout the year. Buying the Indian players, the overseas players would play. Like if you find a talent who's 18, he's locked on to that particular franchise till for the next what, 20 years maybe? Who knows? Mm. Uh, that was mm. not the case before. So, imagine him playing in the PSL and suddenly he's called upon as a replacement player. Then he just comes from the PSL to IPL. I just feel that there's a lot of complications there. And, Fair enough. And from a Pakistan franchise point of view, I think they want that exclusivity. They, they've they been competing at the BBL and uh, the other leagues, BPL sometimes. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't think they're too bothered about that. But ultimately, it's a money game, I feel. Whoever pays more, which I think the South Africa League and the UAE League are uh, bound to dominate that aspect. So, I think even BBL, uh, one thing we didn't really speak about, BBL had all the opportunity 
to move to a franchise model and get these owners in. I know a lot of IPL owners were interested in the mm-hmm. BBL franchise. The BBL. But the concept was, but somehow they were very rigid about the fact that they wanted to own it. They wanted, they were not ready for it. But I think BBL was way ready once you pass that second year, third year hurdle. Always the second and third year is always the toughest years. If you pass that, generally you feel that the league is going to run for a long time. So I think BBL is the biggest loser for me. Uh, because their window also clashes quite a lot, bang in the middle of South Africa and uh, mm. UAE. So they are the ones who are not going to get the star players moving forward. So maybe this year, yes. But from next year onwards, I think their people will opt out of uh, Australia and look at uh, South Africa and UAE as a better option. There's some. I saw some news report, I, I, and we haven't chased it up really, but I saw some news report about how David Warner might play in the UAE Premier League over mm. the BBL this oh. year, which I thought was, given Warner's history of not playing in the BBL, that was especially funny. Yeah, yeah, I think BBL have really missed a trick there, and I think uh, that they're going to be the biggest uh, losers, having done all the hard yards, having attracted crowds, creating some innovation, getting... It's a good product for sure, but yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. they've kind of uh, lost the plot this time around. Totally agreed with that. I mean, it, it was a league that that visually looks the best as well when 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 you watch yeah. it on TV. It's it's just a surprise that it's it's fallen a bit short. So shall we leave the T Twenty leagues here? Is there anything else from either of you? And shall we move on to the real cricket, Osman? Test cricket, and in 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 the FTP. I just think one thing uh, yeah. I wanted to uh, touch upon is about the players. What can a player mm. do today? Right, a young player today uh, who's even 25, 26, uh, They get they see what Stokes is doing. They see what uh, what the calendar looks like. If you have six, seven leagues, uh, I was talking to Osman also about this offline. Mm. If you have six, seven leagues, there's no reason to kind of play uh, the uh, longer format or uh, test cricket. Unlike football, the, why football's slightly more successful with this model of leagues and a World Cup, which is so important every year, because you don't have that additional format. The format still remains the same. Here, right. ODI and T20, that's the biggest challenge. If it was only yeah. T20 and test cricket, you could easily follow that. Yeah. People will yeah. want practice games. People will want you to play some bilateral tours and that becomes very, very hard on the body. So, I see a lot of cricketers slowly... Uh, especially uh, cricketers who feel that, hey, I don't think I can make a career in test cricket. Breaking through mm. that 11 is going to be super hard. Uh, i rather uh, play six leagues, be really good. I'm 21 years old. Today, I if I can attract uh, uh, Mumbai Indians in the South African League or the mm. UAE League, I think my life is set, my family is set. I can play six, seven leagues, make way more than what I make uh, uh, otherwise. But let me start focusing on that. So, uh, talking about these T20 leagues, what I see a natural extension is all these teams starting their own academies, having their own set of uh, uh, player development uh, academies or whatever. You start spotting talent and talent spotting is not going to happen from a South African, dom- like even for the South African team, they are most likely to select from this league rather than their own domestic competition or grassroots or or whatever you call that. So, I think all that's going to change. The way players look at this calendar is completely going to change. They're going to give very, very less importance to things they're not good at from a skill perspective. Uh, Like, if somebody's a six-hitter, they're not going to be bothered about Test cricket unless they're from England because they play T20 cricket as uh, in Test cricket also. But uh, otherwise, (laughs) it's more or less... uh, so I think that's what I wanted to just say that from a young players, it'd be very interesting. Maybe we should interview a few young cricketers and ask them what they're likely to do. They may tell them diplomatically. Nobody's going to speak. Yeah. Nobody's <laughs> going to speak openly and honestly. Yeah, I'm sure, much. you know, for families to take care of their families. And I think T20 leagues is definitely the way to go. Mm-hmm. 
Fair enough. Okay then. Osman, test cricket. India is playing two five test match series against Australia in the next cycle. India is playing two five test match series against England in the next cycle. It seems it seems a bit much. And it's also so quick after one after the other. It, we're just going to have a tour now when Australia come to here to India and then two more within the next four years. Yeah, you know, I think what what seems first of all, I think it was completely expected in this mm. cycle. It's kind of surprising that they haven't done it before. You know that because you know Australia India has been kind of the the headline rivalry in cricket for a long time now. Like you know, for a few years ahead of the Ashes, certainly more competitive matches matches mm. than the Ashes. You know, you have occasionally you have a good competitive series in England, but the Ashes in Australia have been abysmal for like Correct. the longest time. Complete you know bunch of no contests and also India Australia has been although. Well, actually, no. Australia's last visit to India was a pretty decent was a pretty decent series, and you know the next year hopefully will be another good one. But yeah, it it probably should have happened a long time ago. Like I I think Nagraj wrote that it's the first five test series that they've played since 1991-92, which is you know crazy to think kind of how mm. long the rivalry has been at the top. So it was going to happen, and I think the, you know the problem with the too much you're saying, Karthik, is actually not so much just India Australia or it's it's just that it's the big three doing it. Yeah, and you kind of get sick and tired. You know, maybe maybe we're in an age now where the five test series is over. Actually, mm. you know, maybe maybe there shouldn't be a five test series because, especially more so because it's only three countries who are doing it against each other. So you know, I mean, like last time it felt, especially last year, like you know, England, India had just played in a series in England, which wasn't complete because of COVID, but they played four tests. Then the winter started. England went to Sri Lanka, and suddenly they were back in India again, and. <laughs> it was like okay, how many more? How many more times are you guys going to play? Like ten tests within a year, they've played ten tests, right? Essentially, uh, pretty much. Uh, so it, it it feels a bit much in that sense, and especially now. I think over the course of a five test series, like patterns get established, mm. and you know the story kind of stays the same. Yeah, you have great test matches, even between those. But I think it just it just gets a bit too much. You're completely right. Uh, but I I think the the sense is that there's too many five test matches between the big three, and outside of it, there's like there's, there's no middle ground. You know, most most countries are playing two test series. I think India play a lot of two test series outside yes. of these five test series yes. that they play, which is which is strange. You know, and it just seems to be like there's a natural balance here, and that's like a three test series <laughs> between the two. There's this great natural balance, which is a three test series, which gives you actually a lot. You know, it gives you enough. Context for a series, it gives you enough matches, it gives you a bit of time in the calendar, and yet a lot of countries aren't playing those. So I've already got my outrage tweet ready, Osman. Play the deciding <laughs> test, guys. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I just feel like again, you know, it's indicative of the lopsidedness of mm. like the international schedule overall. That you know, you're going to have a lot of one rivalry and very little of like everything else. You know, it's just the way the international calendar gets built these days. It's indicative yeah. of the power that is held by the bigger boards uh, at at ICC level, uh, and and also, to be fair to them, let's let's give them this credit: is that at least they do like they play a lot of test cricket. It may be that they play a lot of it against each other, hmm. which is the test cricket that makes money. But they are kind of playing a lot of test cricket, and there is an interest there. They are able to play it. You know, by by dint of their financial strength, they are able mm-hmm. to play a lot more test cricket. Greg Barkley. Was you know rightly pilloried for his comments about women's cricket, but you know the thing he said about Test cricket, men's Test cricket, was also interesting in that he said that you know that seven, ten, fifteen years time, all the boards, all the smaller boards, like outside of the big three, they may not be able to afford 
given the current schedule, mm. how it's going, they may not be able to afford to play too much test cricket. So I think what G Stats was saying earlier is actually a really good point that if you take away the, if you take away all the, you know, the, the no, I don't want to say crap, but if you take away all the other formats and other tournaments and everything else that you play, why not have a calendar built on like test cricket and T20s? Hmm. What kind of T20s, whether you have internationals or proponents of leagues, we can figure that out. But, you know, there's, there's, yeah, test cricket and T20. That's probably, you know, a good way to go. You have a World Cup every four years. It's still the biggest tournament in the world. Keep that, I guess, if you want. Champions Trophy feels a bit much. T20 World Cups are there. But, you know, if you, if you build a calendar around test cricket and T20s, well, it'd be interesting to see how that, how you, that you looks. You can't be saying that. The Champions Trophy is coming back to Pakistan. I, 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 look, I love, I, I love one day cricket, but I know I am mm. increasingly in a minority. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Gaurav Sundaraman tweets, the schedules, the home and away schedules are now predictable and does not have the novelty factor it used to before. Frequency of tours is not a great thing in your view, G stats. Absolutely. I think India winning in Australia, uh, They've already won twice now, right? Correct. Uh, it happened once, it was historic. And suddenly it <laughs> happened again, quickly. <laughs> yeah. And so if a team keeps to my theories and if a team keeps touring the same country again and again, you're invariably going to win a few tests. And then it completely that whole looking forward to is not there. It, it was a the big deal. I remember, yeah. I remember when I was growing up, I think Australia toured in 86 India and they didn't come to India since 96 where they played a one-off. Then they came in 98 and slowly the mm. power started shifting and they started coming every three, four years and then every two years. And then now again, there's a six-year gap between 2017 to 2023, which is mind-blowing for me considering that Australia India the peak of their game and Australia haven't come to India in six years. So, uh, yeah. so that the 2022 of Australia to India is very exciting for me as a fan because they've not come here for six years. They, India beat Australia and Australia. There's some sense of, you know, rivalry looking for. Now, New Zealand are coming to India again. They just came like in October. They're coming next year. India's final frontier, which is supposed to be South Africa. They went last December. I think they're going again next December. So, uh, in the next calendar. So, and you know what's happening? The biggest problem, in my view, is because India and Pakistan don't play each other. This mm-hmm. basically eliminates one big team. They only yeah. eight really top teams. Uh, maybe, okay, the 12 test playing nations, but let's... In terms of money, in terms of well, revenue. there's only nine of them in the W in the WTC, right? WTC, yes. And uh, there's no Pakistan, India there, and India have to now play Australia, England mandatorily. So that leaves basically India have to just juggle between Bangladesh and Sri Lanka in terms of yeah. whether they choose whether to play or not. And I think in, uh, so. So this is just going to happen again and again. India will go to Australia one year. India Australia will come to India the other year. So nothing really, nothing's going to change. So yeah. I think this whole concept of looking forward, uh, this best bowling attack in England, all these th- things were very good till now. But I don't know if the next series, if Australia, be, if India beat Australia and Australia, nobody's going to care. They'll be like they won the last two series. It's pretty common now. It's not something that, oh, winning away is a big deal. All that's not going to happen. You saw Pakistan uh, beating Sri Lanka pretty fairly comfortably uh, away. Uh, Australia beating Pakistan in Pakistan. Look, mm. they've all ticked a lot of boxes. So what next? What? Yeah. How can, like, again, Cummins and Stark will be like, why should I go to Pakistan again if they, there's a WTC fixture in two years? You know, you've kind of ticked that box. The only reason Stokes retired, in my view, is because they won the World Cup. If they didn't win the World Cup, he'll still have that one thing to tick off. Mm. Uh, now they don't. So, 
achievements will start real, making them realize that hey i've done this so why should i play this so again i don't know when india go to australia next season it's good for the shubman gill or some rishabh pant or some really youngster not even rishabh pant for example yeah, he's yeah. actually that he's done somebody. what he needs yeah he's done what he said maybe some young bowler might want to go there and play but yeah so i think the novelty factor is being killed and uh, you know i was yeah. speaking to just before the start of all this i was speaking to an administrator in in one of the boards and i was just you know asking some preliminary questions about the the scheduling and stuff and and they said to me a really simple thing they said look you know wtc is nine teams right that means you play you have the option of playing eight other teams aside from yourself and you have to pick six series over a two year cycle so you're choosing six out of eight now in the case of two teams i e india and pakistan you're choosing six out of seven So right. it's not difficult. Like you know, you basically you have seven teams there, and you're picking six out of them. One of them will miss out, then they will come back in the next cycle, and one of them. So you know, six out of seven. The the basic problem I think that G Stats is getting to here is that, and we're long past the point of this, like you know, of, of trying to resolve this, is that cricket has never grown. It's still being played mm-hmm. by the same countries essentially. The WS Championship is still like the same countries that have been playing each other now for the best part of what. 40 50 years since i know zimbabwe have come into it but they're not in the world test championship it's the same countries that have been playing each other over and over again and the only solution to this is that you know g stats will grow old one day and he won't be watching this but his kids will be watching and they'll be like acha i want india now to go to australia because they haven't played for 5 years i want them to go and beat them yeah that's literally the only way right you know generally because test cricket's not really going to grow into more countries it's not going to become a bigger league this will keep happening and cricket will just hope that people like us get even older and we kind of lose our steam and outraging against these things and 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 don't moan about them and then a new generation comes along and they're like hey i haven't seen australia play in india since 2023 and wouldn't it be great to see them come now with a new generation <laughs> of players and try and try and beat india as the final frontier again like you know steve war did it back in or gilchrist did it rather back in like 2003 or 4 or whatever that was the final frontier for them 20 years down the line there'll be another final frontier for some you know cricketer to kind of come to india and and beat yeah so as expected england play the most with 42 games in the next ftp australia 41 india 38 bangladesh and new zealand play above 30 games time but guys i just want to ask you which team quickly which team would you have liked to see more of playing just playing test cricket as, a, as personally as a fan of cricket osman Uh, I would have liked, actually, to be honest, all of so you know Pakistan play a really small number to twenty nine tests, mm. you know, which is uh, among the lowest I think of all the full members. If uh, they're only ahead of I think Sri Lanka and West Indies, but to be honest, I would have liked to have seen uh, New Zealand. I would have liked to have seen South Africa, South Africa especially because you know they've had some yeah. results recently and they're really like always a really interesting side. You know, they always have some really good fast bowlers. They'll have one or two decent batters. They now even have a spinner who takes wickets every now and again. You know, so <laughs> South Africa always like a good side to watch wherever they go. They're very happy they're coming to England now. I would have so I would have loved to see them and Sri Lanka. I think Sri Lanka have shown over this home season that they you know they may have some 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 a few players there to just keep things interesting. I would like to see them all more play each other in three test series more. I would like to mm. see like Gaurav said, you know, India Pakistan play. like some test series sometime in the future you know i know it's not going to happen but it it'd be nice to see more than play and at some point it'd be nice to see like ireland and afghanistan as part of this world test championship league you know because the league only grows through as one of the problems of the t20 leagues is that you know they're all limited to eight 
or 10 teams. You can't pull a whole season on that, right? You can't mm. run that across the calendar year. If you really want to be serious, you have a 16-team league, a 17-team league, and you play it throughout like eight months of the year. Similarly, for a World Test Championship League, like if you start bringing in more, it may not be hugely competitive initially, but you've got to grow it ultimately, right? You've got to grow it at some stage. If you're serious about the format, you've got to grow it. Um, and, and if you don't do that, then, well, you know, we're going to be stuck in the, in the groundhog day hell that GSTAT so beautifully described, that's just same teams playing each other all the time. And after a while, we'll be like, you know what, <laughs> I'm really bored of this. <laughs> so one thing I don't understand, Osman, which is why I asked you the ICC question is, huh. look, if India and Pakistan make the WDC final, they're going to be playing in lots. India and Pakistan are going to be playing in the Asia Cup in UAE. India and Pakistan are going to be playing in the T20 World Cup in Australia. So why not just ICC come in, button and say, hey, India and Pakistan, you guys play three-match test series, either in UAE or England, uh, as part of the WTC. You anyway playing it just play in a neutral venue. Both both teams agree. It's very, very good for the uh, uh good for the calendar, it's good for the league, it helps everybody. So just you have to play it. If you don't play it, you forego the points. Why can't ICC make a, a statement like that? Because so it's not is... like it's not like they don't play in neutral venues. They can very much play at lots, and I'm sure the crowds will be full. Worst case, have it in USA. I'm sure crowds will be full. So mm. this is the key thing, right? This is the ICC has no control over this. The ICC's official answer to this will be that it is a bilateral issue. It is a bilateral series. We have no say in that. And this is, you know, I've been saying this about the WTC since it began. What they've done is basically they have fit a league sweater onto the body of a bilateral calendar. And it doesn't fit. You know, essentially cricket is still bilateral cricket. Even now, even with T20 leagues rising, international cricket is bilateral cricket. It's owned and run and organized by bilateral boards. You know how, how they go into scheduling? They have these meetings where one board will go up to the other board and say, hey, how's your 2027 looking? Oh, okay. January? Yes, January. Let's put down like three test matches there. We have to play. <laughs> then they'll go to another one. ICC will just be sitting there kind of facilitating this because that's their role. You know, so ICC has no power to impose mm. and say, this is our league. You know, the, at the moment, the only ICC event out of the World Test Championship is the final. That's the only one they control. So they set the regulations for that. They have a broadcast deal separately for that. Everything else is bilateral. It's, it's completely, it's a completely bizarre and probably ultimately unsustainable structure in that, you know, if you think of a World Cup, a football World Cup. You, you think the football World Cup, you have like the Qatar Football Federation deciding with the Argentine Football Federation that, hey, listen, let's, let's play a couple of games at the, at the World Cup this year. They're like, no. You know, they, they know their place. They know how to organize it. That's not FIFA, you know, FIFA does the draw, FIFA does the tournament, they organize everything. That's the, the only thing comparable to that is the ODI of World Cup, where, of course, the ICT will ensure that this is our tournament, so India Pakistan must play. Outside of that, they have, they have no say, they have no control. And so they can't, even on this World Test Championship League, which is supposed to, you know, bring context to the game and, and save the format or whatever. If you can't, like, get all the rivals to play each other, then I'm sorry, it's not a league. It's, I mean, okay, it is a league, but it's not the most competitive league and the best league that you can have. And the other funny thing, Osman, is that ultimately who, so India can beat New Zealand, beat South Africa, everything, but they lose the WTC final, nobody cares. Like, as in no one cares about those bilateral twos because you, ultimately New Zealand is the World Test Championship uh, winner. And it's a one-off, right? it's a one-off test. Exactly. Yeah. So, that's not even a league in the, in the, in the uh, sense. They don't so, play the same number of matches, you know, as we'll see in the next cycle, the teams yeah. don't play the same. So, you have one weird kind of percentage of points grabbed 
you know, it, it basically like I appreciate that the ICC did push for this. So the ICC, you know, I think told the members that listen, test cricket's gonna really go away if you guys don't put some kind of context to it. And I appreciate that they that put that effort in. And and I and I think originally their ambitions were much higher. Their ambitions were much higher. They wanted some kind of control over the league. But you know, it's it's at the end of the day, we go back to the members' self-interest. It's what they kind of, you know, they they fight back against these things. They say no. I, I don't want this part of my calendar touched because I'm playing seven ODIs against Sri Lanka here, you know, or like West Indies saying that we're playing three ODIs against Zimbabwe here because it will serve some purpose in the grander scheme of things. They don't even have the ODI Super League anymore, yeah. In the in the you know, like the ODIs are just like why would anyone play an ODI other than maybe play like a few in the run-up to a World Cup? England yeah. won a World Cup with a 40-over domestic tournament. Okay, hmm. so I know you know twenty overs and forty overs. It's it's different, but you can't tell me that you can't have a pretty decent fifty over World Cup if you just in the year of a World Cup you guys play like a few warm up games. You you probably could, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I remember yeah. Australia. I think Smith, Warner, Cummins, Hazelwood, all of them played, and Finch. I think played together only like six ODIs between the twenty fifteen and twenty nineteen World Cup. And exactly. they and they did extremely well in the twenty nineteen World Cup. So. I think that's the way to go. Even I had a very, very similar thought. Just play uh, uh, maybe tri-series, quadrangular series before the World Cup as a practice yeah. for the uh, teams and, and don't have ODIs at all. Just have T20 leagues, test matches and a World Test Championship and ICC event every year. Anyway, that's happening. So That's enough, right? It fills yeah. up the calendar pretty quickly. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. <laughs> It's almost like y'all two should get in the room with the ICC and just write down there. Like, here you go. Far too many suits in that room. Yeah. I, I was I was going to to ODI cricket. It seemed like we've got consensus there. I think the World World Cup, in my mind, is still cricket's most prestigious tournament. So that that should remain. But the format, the bilaterals in the 50 over format, yeah. is is dying a slow slow death. And it's, it's not very nice to watch. Although I must say, shout out to Sri Lanka, the ODI series there. It it made me fall in love with ODI cricket again, the Australia-Sri Lanka series. I mean, the you know, there's still a lot of ODI cricket, bilateral ODI yeah. cricket in the calendar, at least for hmm. now. But I, just my suspicion, my strong suspicion is that it'll just fall by the wayside because there's no reason to keep it on, right? There's hmm. no Super League anymore. So I, I think it'll fall by the wayside eventually. Uh, you know, boards will make money off it, but you can make the same amount of money but to a board to a broadcaster. The T Twenty is worth the same as an ODI is worth the same as a Test match. You can make the same amount of money off other things. Plus, you're making money from your T Twenty league, so it'll go at some stage. Yeah, yeah, it will. Tremendous story, Osman, from you and all our colleagues at at TSP and Cricket Four. The ICC. The meeting is scheduled, like Osman said, in Birmingham for Monday and Tuesday. That's the July somewhere in the twenty fifth and twenty sixth. Twenty fifth and twenty sixth, and then then this this calendar that we have put out there is about eighty to ninety percent. It's probably a hundred percent set set in stone. So so you will get official confirmation. We will be back. God of when are we coming back next? We're coming back next next week with a bit on Kohli. Yeah, for our listeners, oh, that 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 will be something special. So you may need a bit sure. more time on that one. Gaurav <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sundaraman, Osman Samiyudin, thank you so much for joining us today on ESPN Cricket Post Up Mike.